Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, another installment of moments that shaped our game. And today we thought we'd dive into the career of James Maloney because there were so many moments that he featured in that really changed Rugby League forever, in my opinion. So many big moments that he played a role in and so many moments that stood out for me in his career. And the thing that I've always loved about Jimmy is his mindset. Yeah, he's a guy that he is all chips in no matter what. He can, you know, I, I just read a quote earlier today on, on Bloke in a Bar's page talking, it was Mitch Pierce talking about how, you know, Jimmy, he'd miss four tackles, he'd concede four tries, and he'd be standing behind the behind the try line, spraying teammates about what they'd done wrong. He was just that type of character, and you know if he's doing that to you, you're wearing that spray nine times out of ten. You're not going to say anything back, because it's Jimmy Maloney. You know he's going to win this game of football for you, and there's a number of moments that we're going to talk about today, where Jimmy, he failed in those moments, but his failures don't matter. Jimmy doesn't care. It doesn't rattle him. Jimmy could make the same mistake 99 times when it's the right play, but he executes it wrong, and he'll try it the 100th time, and he'll hit it. You know he will. He's just that sort of a footballer. He always had that mindset that he was going to win whatever contest he was in. And, you know, when, when I spoke to Brett Finch on the podcast a couple of months ago, he was very similar. Finchy didn't come up trumps as many times as James Maloney, but Finchy talks about, I knew every single time I backed myself in, I was a step closer to owning one of those moments. And Finchy's moment came in State of Origin. Jimmy Maloney, he had about 15 of these moments because his skill set was just on another level. I said in my Instagram post the other day that the thing that's so special about James Maloney, and I've said it a couple of times already, and I'll probably repeat it throughout this podcast, it's his mindset. It's always been his mindset. He's one of the best winners I have ever seen in my entire life. And very few players have the mindset of Jimmy, the win at all costs, I want the ball when the game's on the line. And the thing about Jimmy is that he's got that mindset and not many guys have that mindset and even less of them have the ability to back it up. So there's a, a select few that have that mindset. There's an even more, an even less select few that have the ability to back it up. And then on top of that, there's a little group of 0.01% of rugby league players ever that fit into those two categories and then they're able to do it consistently on the biggest stages in the biggest moments. 
And James Maloney, that's where he sits. That's where he pays rent. An incredible footballer. And it didn't come easy for Jimmy either. That's the thing that I think people forget. I mean, Jimmy was playing with under the Parramatta system all the way back in 2007. He won a premiership with Wentworthville that season, I believe, and got overlooked in 2008. Had to make his way down to the Melbourne Storm. Now, he went down to the Melbourne Storm in 2009, and not even Craig Bellamy really addressed the sort of footballer that he was. Of course, they had a really handy team. They had a really handy halves combination as well, but he played the vast majority of his time there in reserve grade, which, from memory, was like with a Central Coast team or something back then for, for the Melbourne Storm. So, I mean, it just wasn't even addressed how talented this guy was. And he played a handful of games for the Melbourne Storm, I think five or six games, but never really kicked on. And 2010, he signed with the New Zealand Warriors. He gets his real first opportunity to play first grade. So for the first four years of his career, he won a premiership in his first year. He already showed you that he was a winner. He was already able to achieve. It was in reserve grade, but, you know, you can only put him up against what he's against, realistically. He went to the Melbourne Storm. They didn't address what he had. And, I mean, for the vast majority of guys, when you leave Melbourne and you're unwanted, I mean... It's probably the writing on the wall for you, realistically. Not Jimmy. You know, there's a lot of guys that are really talented at Melbourne that have unbelievable careers and they leave and that's the writing on the wall for them. Jimmy didn't even achieve at Melbourne. For most guys, that would rattle them. To most guys, that'd be, fuck, I was under Craig Bellamy's nose and he decided I wasn't the dude. That should be the end of a lot of careers, realistically. He couldn't get into that storm side. He couldn't really get into the system. And from what I've gathered, he was already a pest at that time. So he's always been this dude. And then he moved to the New Zealand Warriors and... You know, a big move. A kid from from Orange playing for the New Zealand Warriors over there. I mean, a very, a very big move, a tough gig to come into. And the Warriors, I mean, during that time, they had a big rotation of a lot of ball players coming through there as well. And it was just a constant turnstile of guys coming through there in the halves. Uh, he arrives there in 2010. Uh, has a reasonably good season that year. But it's 2011 that he really comes to life. And obviously, the emergence of Sean Johnson is massive this season. And that these two... They come on together and they make it all the way to the grand final. And, you know, unprecedented. I think it's during this season he actually signs with the Sydney Roosters as well. So he signs like 18 months in advance. So, And, you know, as we all know, the Roosters don't sign someone unless they're really confident they're going to be the real deal. And they took a really early punt on him, which I don't think many clubs would have done. Everyone could tell he was going to be good, but no one expected him to be this good for this long. Nobody could have possibly expected him to go on to win X amount of premierships and do what he did. It was incredible. So the Warriors, 2010, he plays 24 games of first grade there. Uh, they win just over half their games. Not bad. 2011 comes along. Sean Johnson appears. They make it all the way to the grand final. And whilst all the talk was about Sean Johnson this season and how good he was, James Maloney really was the controlling hand throughout this whole thing. And I mean, the Sydney Roosters, they, they were lo- they were looking for a ball player to come into their club. And, I mean, Sean Johnson, he was the star of the show. I'm sure they could have thrown every penny they possibly had at Johnson. They went with James Maloney. And it turned out to be a great decision. Now, the 2011 Grand Final, obviously, uh, the Manly Seagulls go on to win this one. At one point, they're leading 18-2. to they're dominating this game. They scored a try just on half time from a Glenn Stewart kick. It was unreal. They scored at the back end with Jamie Lyon as well to seal this one. But it was 18-2 at one point. And, you know, Sean Johnson sets up three tries. But there's a moment that sparks this Warriors team back into this game. And Jimmy did this in just about every grand final that he played in. I'll play it for you now. Here's Maloney breaking into the backfield. He's got the For the 
down 18 points to two with not a heap of time left. Just after Glenn Stewart across the line off an unbelievable flick ball from a young Will Hopawade. The Warriors were looking around after having such a huge run of momentum this entire season. They needed someone to spark them, and it was the man, James Maloney, that burst through. And that audio, that's a bit of a merger of two plays. But James Maloney, he bursts through with nothing on. He gets it at first receiver on about halfway, and he just puts a big right foot on Tohu Harris, goes straight through. He gets tackled on about the 20-meter line, and within two plays, Sean Johnson puts the juggernaut Manu Vatavai over in the corner. But it was that moment that sparked the Warriors' revival in this game. They end up losing this game 22-16 to or something, but it was 18-2 at that point. They were no hope. It was a late try to Jamie Lyon that sealed this game, but the New Zealand Warriors... They got back into this game off the back of James Maloney and just playing eyes up footy and just having the confidence to go, the game's in the line, give me the fucking pill. Give me the ball now, I'm going to take it on. And this is what Jimmy did for his entire career. And I think this is a moment that even I didn't really remember until I went back and watched this 2011 game the other day. And, you know, the momentum they had that year was unbelievable. Jimmy's form was great. His goal kicking was unreal. But it's these sort of moments that Jimmy would become well known for. And I think this is one that is sort of forgotten. The Warriors were gonski in this ground final they were getting outplayed outsmarted everything out muscled you name it the manly seagulls were doing it to them and a simple a simple run by james maloney that turns the entire tide by probably the smallest guy on the field but probably the smartest guy on the field and this is what james maloney made his absolute specialty now let's fast forward two years later he re- arrives at the sydney roosters and obviously this is a pretty you know star-studded team sunny bill williams walks in as well along with michael jennings so 2013 preseason. Jennings, Sonny Bill, and of course James Maloney walk in. Now, all the talk was about Sonny Bill, and all the talk was about Michael Jennings. James Maloney, he had serious potential. Everyone thought he was going to be good, but no one could have possibly anticipated the impact that he would have on this team, and the impact he would have on Mitchell Pearce as well. He really did bring out the very best in him, and we get to the 2013 final series. The Roosters, they've just got a different edge about them. You've obviously got Sonny Bill. He brings this new slice of professionalism to him. You've got Roger Tuovasa-Shek who emerges. And we always talk about to win premierships, you need young guns that play well above their weight, to play well above their pay packet to succeed. Roger was that sort of guy. A couple of young guys as well. You're talking guys like Aiden Guerra. You know, Sam Moa was in that team. A couple of unsung heroes as well. But it's James Maloney for me that was the real glue in this team. It's the 5-8 that was just so important. He, you know, Mitchell Pierce is the halfback, but I think it was Jimmy calling the shots, and I think he was the gel that brought this team together. And when it came to big moments, Jimmy was the guy that wanted the ball in his hands. And I think it's forgotten that in this grand final, of course, against the Manly Seagulls once again. So it's his second grand final in a row playing against the Manly Seagulls. It's his second grand final in four years across two clubs against the Manly Seagulls. Pretty unbelievable. And of course, in this game again, uh, it is the Manly Seagulls that they go out in front. I think they're leading 6-0. And Jimmy kicks a penalty goal, uh, gets them on the board. And then there's a bit of a breakdown. They kick to the right-hand corner. It gets flicked back. Sonny Bill gets it. And he you see him look around. It's last tackle. This is Sonny Bill, one of the best athletes on this side of the planet. And all he does is look for Jimmy. He finds Jimmy. And I think it's one of the most underrated kicks of all time. Jimmy kicks it essentially from kind of the right-hand side tram line and bombs it to the other corner. And he puts it in the perfect spot for Daniel Tupu. I believe it's David Williams that he jumps under. And David Williams must have been watching that ball coming to him for about 45 metres in the air going, fuck, 
this is too good. I cannot defend this. Daniel Tupu, he soars above and he takes that catch. Just unbelievable to score the first try and to get the Sydney Roosters into it. Once again, Sonny Bill, one of the best footballers, if not one of the best athletes in the world. He had the ball on the biggest stage and straight away went, where's Jimmy? I need to get the ball to him. It's last tackle. I need Jimmy to have the ball. Puts in a perfect kick. Yeah, If you go and watch it again, I, it is so incredibly underrated how perfect that moment is from Jimmy Maloney. And then a little bit later in the game, it's a lot more even. It's in the, so We're deep into the second half. The Manly Seagulls are leading and Sonny Bill Williams, he gets the ball, he takes the lie on and he looks for a little offload. You already know James Maloney, he converted that one from the sideline to put the Roosters up 20-18. to 18. Coming into that moment, it's 18-14 to the Manly Seagulls. They are on the front foot. They went in at halftime leading. Sonny Bill Williams once again gets the ball, looks to make a change in this game. And this is when when the moments come, the big players want the balls in their hands. And Jay, he, he took the ball on, Sonny Bill Williams. He took it to the line. He looked for an offload. And who was there? The guy with the best football instincts on the field, James Maloney, bursting through a hole. Sonny Bill pops it to him. He throws a pass to Anthony Minocello. A bit of a controversial one. Could potentially be called a forward pass. He throws a lofted pass over the top to Sean Kenny Dow. He scores in the corner. The Roosters, they go into it 18 all. James Maloney kicks it from the sideline. But it comes down to that moment when someone needed to stand up. Sonny Bill wanted the ball in his hands and James Maloney knew, I have to push through here. A lot of the times you see when back rowers take on the line, you see a halves there. They're sitting back. They're sitting back. They're waiting for that next tackle. Not Jimmy Maloney. He pushes through the hole. He sees it coming. He sees it before it's happening. Not many halves are able to do this, and this is what separated Jimmy. Once again, this mindset to, I'm going to go after it. I want to make a difference in this moment, and you even see him. He has the ball. He's straightening up in one hand. He keeps the fullback straight, and then he steps into him to turn his hips towards him before he offloads to Anthony Minicello. He just does everything perfect in this moment. Then he kicks it from the sideline as well. Ice in his veins, Jimmy Maloney. Loves the big moments. 20 to 18 at this point. It's the 60th minute. There's 20 minutes to go in this game. And of course, the big moment comes. 72nd minute. A try that we will never forget in rugby league history. James Maloney gets the ball about 15 metres out. Puts in a kick that is seemingly too deep, but Jimmy Maloney being Jimmy Maloney, he makes it sit up a couple of centimetres from the dead ball line. And Michael Jennings comes through and scores one of the most unbelievable and miraculous grand final tries we've ever seen. The Superman dive through the air to grasp the ball down just inside the dead ball line. 26-18, Jimmy, he knocks this one over as well. And, you know, in this game, they were down. They were down and out. They were down at the start. It was 6-0. James Maloney gets the ball and off the top of the dome, kicks a perfect crossfield kick. Honestly, go back and watch it and see how perfect this kick was to find the best guy in the air in the competition at the time and potentially still now, Daniel Tupu. Gets them back into the game there. They then fall behind again. You see tries to Jamie Lyons, Stevie Maddai. Mitch Pierce comes up with a really good try assist to Aiden Guerra. Hits a perfect hole to get them back into the game. And then comes the championship minutes. They're down 18-14. They're out of this game. They need to fight their way back into it. And Jimmy, he has a hand in the next two tries to win this game for the Sydney Roosters. Unbelievable scenes to win the premiership for the Sydney Roosters. And once again, this is what separates Jimmy. 
the big moments came and he wanted the ball in his hands. And, you know, we started this talking about the 2013 season where three guys arrived. James Maloney, Sonny Bill Williams, and, of course, Michael Jennings. Those three guys all had a huge hand in winning this game for the Sydney Roosters. Obviously, that night, uh, the Clive Churchill medalist was DCE. And I don't think DCE was undeserving of that title. But, gee whiz, James Maloney, I thought he was incredibly unlucky not to win it myself. Uh, having three tri-assists, I thought that was an unbelievable performance from Jimmy. And this is just what Maloney does. He owns the big stages. Meanwhile... There's another club, about 45 minutes down the road, who's existed now for 50-odd years. They haven't won a premiership. They're starting to put together a decent little squad. They're starting to add little pieces. And at the start of the 2016 season, without them knowing, the final piece of a 50-year jigsaw puzzle walks into their stadium, walks into Shark Park, and it, of course, is Jimmy Maloney. He arrives at the Cronulla Sharks in 2016, and it starts something unprecedented. Now, there's a couple of guys in this team that are incredibly important. I mean, if you go through that entire Shark side, a lot of guys that played a crucial role in this team. Obviously, Mick Ennis arrived. He was massive. Andrew Fafita, he was the best front rower in the game that season. He was just so destructive. Guys like Luke Lewis, Wade Graham, two guys that arrived from the Penrith Panthers. Paul Gallen, this team was built around him for a very long time. The, the narrative of Chad Townsend being a Cronulla Sharks junior sent to the New Zealand Warriors comes back to the Cronulla Sharks, wins a premiership with them. The narrative was just unbelievable for this game. Then you had a lot of toilers in this team as well. You know, you guys like Matty Pryor, you guys like Hyington, these sort of fellas. But for me... I don't think they win this premiership without James Maloney. And you could probably make the same argument for a Mick Ennis, for example. But Jimmy, I just thought he was so special to this team. He is what took them to the next level. And the Cronulla Sharks, they were sick of not winning. They were sick of not winning. They've been laughed at for 50 years of professional rugby league. They've made it to a couple of grand finals, made it to a couple of prelims. Still no silverware down there at Shark Park, though. They went out and they got a winner. They went and got themselves James Maloney. And everyone sort of went, oh, he went to the Warriors. He made it to a grand final. He went to the Roosters. But they were star-studded. I mean, can he do it at the Sharks? You bet your sorry ass he did it at the Sharks. And he had a big impact on that grand final that I think no one talks about. I'll take you to that moment now. Ennis for Fita. Behind Gallon. Maloney. Maloney got through. Maloney's to the 20. Lewis. Lewis will slide over Willie. Is there a double movement? Is he short? He's short. When you're taking on the Melbourne Storm, regardless of what year it is, what part of the season is, we know how important it is to score first against them. They're a team that if you let them get in control of a game, you let them lead from the front, they know exactly what to do. They will just let her go down the straight and they'll win that game. The Cronulla Sharks, they came out and they punched them in the face. And this is where it started. It's about the 12th minute. James Maloney had already thrown over two points for a penalty and he bursts through here. I think I mentioned earlier that he left Tohu Harris for dead for the Warriors. I got confused for a second there. It was obviously this game when Tohu Harris was playing for the Melbourne Storm. He put the big right foot on him. He got the ball out the back of Fafita. And if you watch him in the lead up to this play, he's looking out at the right edge. It looks like he's not even looking what's in front of him. Tohu Harris would have been shocked beyond belief when he came off the right foot here. But it was obviously something that Jimmy had picked out in Tohu Harris's game. Came off the right foot and went straight through and drew and passed, gave it to Luke Lewis. Blake Green comes up 
with one of the best tackles you will ever see to stop Luke Lewis scoring in this moment. And Luke Lewis, with the self-control of a Jedi, doesn't reach out somehow. For all money, you would have thought he would have reached out and given away a penalty for a double movement. They play the ball. Jimmy gets into dummy half. He gives it straight to Chad Townsend. Now, off the back of this play, because Jimmy made that break and gave it to Luke Lewis, obviously, Marika Korobiti coming from the right wing, he starts to dart back towards the in goals to try and stop this try. So Chad Townsend looks up and there is space everywhere out on that right edge. He puts a perfect kick over the top. I think it's Fecky that's out on that edge and Korobiti has no choice but to scramble backwards, panic. He knocks it on and it goes out. So what that means is the Cronulla Sharks, they get a penalty about 10 metres out right on the tram line and as we know, a big part of rugby league history comes into play here. One of the greatest grand final tries we've ever seen. So Gallon Scrum base play, Barber. Barber scores. Gallon went to the blind side out of the pack. Picked the ball up, gave it in to Barber. There's an examination there. What a moment in grand final history that was, especially against the Melbourne Storm. It's a pretty good knocked out smart, the Melbourne Storm. And if you watch that try again, and we spoke to Chad Townsend when he came on the podcast about this, he didn't even know what was going on. And if you watch Chad, uh, as that scrum's being packed, Chad's got no idea what's going on. They bring Barber out from the right-hand side. He jumps into the back row. And I heard Cooper Cronk uh, on Fox League, he was watching this game. There was a special on KO or something, and he was watching this game. And he said that at the time, he didn't even realize what was going on. There was just so much attention on Andrew Fafita, who was standing at first receiver, that it just distracted them completely. Uh, Paul Gallon, he gets it from lock forward. He peels out to the right side, and he flicks it inside to Benny Barber, and he scores. Now, an unbelievable moment, and this put them out to 8-0 once James Maloney converted this try, but put it down to the line break that was made by James Maloney, and this is the whole domino effect of everything that Jimmy does that people don't talk about anywhere near enough. He makes that line break. He gives it to Luke Lewis. He gets pulled up a metre short. Now, if Luke Lewis would have slid four extra centimetres. It's a try. All of a sudden, James Maloney's got the first try assist of the game. If Luke Lewis would have offloaded that ball back to Jimmy, which he could have done, but he assumed he was going to slide over, all of a sudden, Jimmy sets up and scores the first try. Instead, a cool head prevails to Jimmy. He gives the ball to Chad. He knows there's space out there. Marika Korobiti is forced to turn in and chase James Maloney on that play, so it creates space on that edge. Chad puts in a perfect kick. He forces Marika just to panic, and he causes a knock-on, which leads to this scrum and this opportunity for Gallon to put Ben Barber over for this first try. And of course, Uckies, they go on to win this game. It wasn't really a game for halves, realistically. It was a really gritty affair. If you watch this game again, it's like Cooper Cronk wasn't even playing. None of the halves really had a huge impact on this game outside of Jimmy in this play. He kicked well for the rest of the game. I think he kicked all of his goals as well. So... He really was the missing jigsaw piece. I mean, I said that at the start, that he walked in there in 2016, and I think he was the missing piece, and he was what took this Cronulla Sharks team to the next level. Now, off the back of this premiership win, uh, State of Origin honours were not too far away for Jimmy. He played a number of games for the Blues. was pretty successful in his time as well. Of course, the big stages, they just don't rattle Jimmy. And something I spoke about earlier was that I love the mindset of James Maloney. And 2018, Game 1 of the State of Origin series, Jimmy's picked in the halves and it really sums up the sort of footballer he is. And I absolutely love this. And I went back to that quote from Mitchell Pierce earlier today that I saw where he said, you know, Jimmy could miss three tackles and concede three tries and he'd be behind the try line spraying other guys for what they're doing wrong because he's got the worst memory in the world. He doesn't care. And that's what makes him so dangerous. I said before, Jimmy Jimmy can try and make the right play 99 times and execute it wrong and still try the 100th time. There's not many guys that back themselves like that the way that James Maloney did his entire career. And of course, in game 
Game 1 of the 2018 State of Origin Series, the biggest stage you can imagine. James Maloney gets the ball out the back, and he can see space for his outside men. And one of his former teammates, Valentine's home, swoops on the ball, and he goes the length of the field. Here they go. Now, it should be noted, just before this moment, Jimmy Maloney actually lays on the first try to James Tedesco. Very similar situation to the moment that we just showed you before with Sonny Bill Williams in the 2013 grand final. Damien Cook, he scoots out a dummy half. He goes down the right, uh, down the left edge, and he's looking for support. He gets into traffic. He ball plays through the line. And there's James Maloney with perfect timing again. It's these little instinct things that only James Maloney had. A very, very Terry Lamb-like, the way that Jimmy played uh, and the way that he just pushed through the line. He just knew where to be at the right times. He pushed through there. He found James Tedesco on his inside, and thankfully, he made it to the try line. Very similar play to that one in the grand final. Very similar play to the Luke Lewis one as well, where he's pushing through the middle. He gets a hole, draw and pass, puts them over. And this is just what Jimmy could do. Now, he he kicks a penalty goal as well. So, at this point, New South Wales is up 8-0. And I think the thing that stands out for me in this moment is that you hear Peter Sterling say, just what Queensland needed. And when you're down 8-0, you're on the front foot. It's a try-scoring situation, and you gift a pass like that to a winger like Val Holmes, and they run the length and score. There, there's probably nothing more deflating. That, Like, realistically, that's a 12-point play because New South Wales should have scored. If Jimmy gets that pass right, New South Wales score in the corner. If he goes over the top of his kicks, does anything else other than what he did, New South Wales score. So, essentially, it goes from being 14-0 to being 8-6. It's a 14-point play, a 12-point play, essentially, for the New South Wales Blues. And this is what I love about Jimmy. It's the mindset. Nothing rattles him. And this is, you know, another play that I talk to you guys quite often about. I think it's my favorite try of all time, uh, or it's one of my favorite tries anyway, in the 1990 uh, Ashes Tour. In game two, Australia, they're down 1-0. They were next to impossible to lose this series. They lose game one to England, and then game two, Ricky Stewart, with about 10 minutes to go, he throws an intercept. And England score, and they're losing, and they look like they're going to lose the Ashes. And then Ricky Stewart, another one of these characters, competitive and just backs himself in every situation possible. He gets the ball. He goes out to the left side. Cliffy Lyons shifted it back to him. He dummies, and he goes straight through. Same situation that he threw the intercept past the play before. Goes through, finds Mal Meninga on the inside. The thing that I love about Ricky Stewart is his mindset. Nothing rattles him. That would He was the worst person in the country in that moment when he threw the intercept. Six minutes later, because he backed himself, he became. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm 
the favourite guy in the country, essentially. An unbelievable scene from Ricky Stewart. James Maloney, he's got the same mindset. He did set up the first try, kicked the goal. He also threw a really bad forward pass in this game that was costly. He dropped another ball. Then he threw an intercept. So a bit of a mixed bag, but we remember the really poor moments. And for the vast majority of guys, when they're standing behind those, when they're standing in those in goals waiting for Valentine Holmes to convert his own try that you've thrown the intercept off, I mean, the head noise would be massive. You just know that Jimmy would be giggling to himself, essentially. It wouldn't rattle him at all. Now, later in this game, Jimmy absolutely explodes. He puts in a pin-perfect kick to Tom Trevojevic for him to score. Once again, very similar to what he did in the 2013 grand final. Another perfect kick to Daniel Tupu in that game. This time to Tom Trevojevic. He scores that try. New South Wales, they start to get some momentum. Then later in the game, James Tedesco makes a break, and he sort of stumbles. He trips. He looks for support. He finds Tom Trevojevic. Now, we all know how good Tom Trevojevic is, an absolute freak. He gets the ball. He holds it for less than a second. He knows that James Maloney's outside him. He just gives it straight to Jimmy because he knows that when the game's on the line, you want your winners to have the ball and Jimmy's one of these guys. He gets the ball and he throws about a 20-meter spiral pass out to Josh Adokar where the space is and Fox scores there to put New South Wales in front. Now in the last 10 minutes of this game, there's another two tries that James Maloney could have quite easily had. There's one where they're really close to the line and Damian Cook's dummy half. He sort of shoves him out of the way and he just gives Latrell Mitchell a look and he fades out to the out to the short side. He throws a dummy uh, to the second row and he hits Latrell Mitchell on a beautiful unders ball. Latrell Mitchell gets held up. There's another play a few minutes later. He gets the ball down the same edge that he was picking apart slowly. Throws a cutout ball to Josh Adokar that he probably should have scored off again. Uh, but he went into touch with an elbow touching out there. So, you know, a game where Jimmy would have been at the all-time pits, the all-time lows, the entire state saying that James Maloney has blown it. And it just doesn't worry him. He just gets on with the game. He puts it in the back pocket. Let's move on. He would have thrown that pass the next set if he thought it was on again. That's just the sort of footballer he is. That's just the sort of mindset. James Maloney has. And I posted this on my Instagram page the other day. A lot of you would have seen it. It's a two-parter Instagram reel. I just love the mindset of not caring when you make a mistake and just backing yourself all over again. He went from being the worst player on the field, James Maloney, costing New South Wales a big lead to all of a sudden demolishing Queensland and going on to win that series. Unbelievable stuff from James Maloney, one of my favorites. I think it was the next year after that. Um, Brad Fittler didn't pick him in game one, and he walked back into game two. And, you know, he might be a little bit shitty. He didn't get picked in game one. He might be a little bit upset. He walks in and he says to Freddie, oh, did you lose my number three weeks ago? Just that's the sort of mentality that this guy is. Now, obviously, by this point, uh, he's gone to the New Zealand Warriors. They've gone to a grand final. He's gone to the Sydney Roosters. They've won a premiership. He's gone to the Cronulla Sharks. They won their first premiership in 50 years. He then was represented by the New South Wales Blues, who won, what, their second State of Origin series in 15 years. I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of a rhythm here, a little bit of a pattern. James Maloney, he is just a winner. Next, the Penrith Panthers, they acquire his services. And he goes to the Penrith Panthers, and look, they don't win a premiership. They're reasonably successful, but... Let me put this to you. And I've had a lot of people that at the time messaged me and said, oh, James Maloney didn't win anything at Penrith. It was a fluke. Oh, blah, blah. He didn't win everywhere he went. And that's fine. You, you can say that if you want. But let's just remember, how have the Penrith Panthers gone since uh, since James Maloney left? Pretty well, haven't they? Yeah. And um, who are the key guys? Who are the guys that apparently they can't win without? Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. Who are the guys that the New South Wales Blues can't win without? Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. Who are these guys taught under. Who was their mentor for the last few years at the Penrith Panthers? James Maloney. Yeah, 100%. They came through playing Harold Matthews together, playing SG Ball, doing all this and that, which is sensational. Yeah, it helped them a lot. But don't undervalue the help that they were given by James Maloney. 
Don't undervalue the apprenticeship that they were given by a true winner of rugby league in James Maloney. Once again, another thing that I don't think is spoken about anywhere near enough that these guys, and I mean, uh, who's the who's the, who's the hottest prospect as far as five eights go at the moment in the game as far as young guys? It's got to be Matt Burton, doesn't it? Another guy that was in this Penrith Panthers system. The legacy that James Maloney left there and what he left to Nathan Cleary, who, what, is he not the best halfback in the game right now? I mean, a couple of years ago when he was partnered with James Maloney, he was a kid with a heap of potential, but I don't know. Should he be playing Origin? I don't know if he should be there. He's had no try assist. He's overrated. He's he's good because of his last name. Mate, James Maloney brought this kid on and has made him what he is. You look at Jerome Luai playing 5'8". Like, tell me he hasn't improved because of having James Maloney around him. This is what I talk about with the Paramount Eels, that they need a winner in their side because it lifts the guys around them. It teaches them how to go to that next level. Have these Penrith boys won a premiership yet? No, they haven't. But I mean, wow, since James Maloney left and he handed the keys to these fellas, what have they lost? Three games of football? Maybe four games of football? I mean, Nathan Cleary lost, what, two last year? Uh, and has lost, I think, one this year. Has Nathan Cleary lost a game yet? I'm not even sure, but you can't tell me that James Maloney hasn't had an impact on these guys as well. So you look over the last 15 years, since James Maloney was told by the Parramatta Eels, eh, we don't need you. Told by Craig Bell in the Melbourne Storm, eh, we don't need you. Ivan Cleary said, mate, I'll take you. I'll take you on board. And I mean, is it any shock that 15 years later, before his NRL career ends, Ivan Cleary, the same guy that spotted him at the New Zealand Warriors, the same guy that started this incredible run with him, thought, you know what? You know who's going to be perfect for my halves? My young halves who have got a huge, huge future ahead of them. James Maloney. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to ring him. I'm going to get him here. There's been a lot of moments in rugby league that for me have been really special. I've been there live to watch a lot of them. Those two grand finals, I was lucky enough to be there for those. I was lucky enough to be there for the state of origin intercept as well. These moments that I was there for, they're something that I will cherish for a very long time off the back of James Maloney and his mindset. A champion player, I think he will be criminally underrated for eternity, realistically. I don't think he'll ever be mentioned in the top-tier ball players of all time, but he should be, and he should be mentioned as one of the top-tier competitors we've ever seen, and competitors is what rugby league is built on. James Maloney, a true competitor. Congratulations on a fantastic career, brother. One day we hope to have you on the podcast. It would be an absolute honour to have you on, mate. G'day guys, thanks for tuning in to the Rugby League Guru podcast once again. I would ask that if you did enjoy this podcast about James Maloney, it was one of my favourites of all time to make, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, leave a review on your podcast app, share on your Instagram stories, tag me and I can share it on my Instagram stories. Tell a few mates, really trying to look to spread the podcast a lot more to get a bigger audience over the next few months and your help, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance, legends. Talk to you soon. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.